BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, y'all. This is Houseguest, and I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth. Think a Gen Z wannabe Martha Stewart meets Dolly Parton trying to live in a Nancy Myers movie in her 20s. We talk all about life, relationships, navigating your 20s, closing out the bars, or waking up at 5 a.m., depending on our vibe that week. Ultimately, living our best lives and figuring it out along the way. So come hang out. Sometimes I have guests on who do really cool things, some of my best friends, or it's just me and my house that I spend way too much time in. So let's get into the show. Hi, y'all. If you're watching on YouTube, I am in Memphis right now. As y'all can see, if you're not watching on YouTube, you need to watch us on YouTube. Stop what you're doing right now and subscribe to our podcast YouTube channel. You guys are watching. Subscribe. We love you here. I want to do more video content. I want to up the video content. I want to, I want to, I want to up the podcast. There's so many things that I want to do, but on to more important matters. Today's podcast, the title is called Kinsey. For the love of God, please have some respect for yourself. Like, I, <laughs> I have officially, I think, outdone myself with disrespect. I think that is what has happened here. You know, when you just have that moment of clarity. And then you're like, I am mortified. I am humiliated. I am like, oh my God. Like, just have some respect for yourself. Like, seriously, it is not that hard. Like, all you just respect yourself. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Respect yourself, please. I'm going to play that over and over and over again in my mind. I don't even need to anymore because sometimes you just have to learn the hard way and just humiliate yourself. Like, just be like, And I really only humiliated myself to myself. Like my friend, I mean, I I don't know. I don't really get embarrassed in front of my friends. Like it's just like, you know, it is what it is. But I just think it's, it's so important sometimes to just sit there, sit back, talk to yourself and just say, wow, 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 wow. What do we have here? What do we have here? What have we done? What have we done? What have we gotten ourselves into that we felt we couldn't get ourselves out of? And why did you do that? Why? You know what I mean? Why? Why, 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 why? Why, 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 why? Yeah. It's a lot of questions. So yeah, we're going to have some respect for ourselves this week, ladies and gentlemen. Like, it's just, like, I'm laughing because it's so crazy. It's just so crazy. I'm going to cry because, not because I'm sad, because I'm just laughing so hard at myself. It sounds like I'm crying, I'm sure, in the audio. I'm not. There are tears in my eyes because I just cannot believe it. Remember last week? Okay. 
last week's podcast episode I came on I was a little bit somber and I was like listen like sometimes you just get disappointed sometimes like you just feel kind of lost and which I do feel that like separately but you know and then you just have that moment of clarity and you all know what it is you know and you just sit there and it's like before there was like a spell cast on you like you couldn't quite see clearly it's like this other person put glasses on you with like the wrong prescription to like make themselves look better you know what I'm saying like I don't know. I just like, I don't know what has gotten into me. But we're going to have some self-respect, ladies and gentlemen. That is what we're doing. Today on this podcast, we are practicing self-respect. I don't know what I've been practicing, but it wasn't that. Okay. Also, in all seriousness, my eyes since getting to Memphis, I I don't know about you guys, but like I have the most like sensitive eyes. This is like something that no one cares about, but I have the most sensitive eyes ever. Like when I was in college, it was all like fluorescent lighting and like I looked like I was high all day, every day. And I went to like a Bible college, which I I don't stand by that choice. I wish I wouldn't have. I feel like I need to say that just in case you're a new listener. Not nothing against the Bible. Please, please. I can't handle anymore. I can't handle anything else. Just like the situation I shouldn't have done. But anyways, every day it would just look like I was high. And like, honestly, I should have been. To get through that experience, I really should have been, but I I actually wasn't. And that is a waste. You know, I'm not really like a big marijuana girly, but anyways, yeah, I don't know. Today we're practicing self-respect. Okay. I do need to give you guys a little update on where I'm at, what's been happening this week, because it has been such a life-changing week. And by week, I mean, I've only been here for 24 hours, well, 36 hours. So I'm in Memphis currently. As y'all know, I love Tennessee. I really at one point want to live in Tennessee in my life. Like I am stressed about this and I'm sure that everyone feels this way because like I want to have a family. You know what my Roman empire is? My Roman empire is my future. My Roman empire isn't even like who I marry. It's my children, which is weird because I'm not, I've never been that person. I'm not the girl who like has her wedding plan. I'm not the girl who's like, I just have never been that. And I don't want to be like a stay-at-home mom. Like I, I don't know. I don't have that. But like my Roman empire is my children. I've been thinking about that a lot this week because I also try when I'm having a hard time, like, and this might be like too serious and maybe it's like not a way, to, a good way to go about it. But I think I just think about it. I definitely think about it more because I'm so close with my niece and I love her so much. And she's eight. Her name's Sophie. She's perfect. And I love her. And that's like honestly the biggest reason that I even live in Texas is to like be near her in her life. But I, especially since she's come into my life, I think I've, understood more like as close as I can instead of like having my own child like what it means like the love that you have for a kid and how it really just like changes you and I just think about that all the time so like when I'm making bad poor life decisions I'm like I need to stop making these life decisions because this is going to get me down a road where like I don't want my kids to be one day you know what I mean it could be something as small as like I don't know something dumb but like it helps a lot in dating actually if you're like I would never want this guy to be the father of my children literally ever so then there's your answer you know what I mean I've done that before but anyways I don't even remember why I got off on that tangent because I'm just like really I'm so astounded by myself I'm so I'm speechless I'm speechless on a podcast I really am but anyways I'm here I don't even know how I got off on that tangent we're gonna bring it back I'm in Memphis oh about moving to Tennessee wow It is amazing that I talk for a living because none of this is making sense. But I do at some point want to live in Tennessee, not Memphis. I want to live in Nashville or like Franklin or something. I just see myself there one day. Like I, I love country music. I love the people there. I love the culture. It's the only place that I would live besides Texas, like Fort Worth or Dallas, basically. The issue being that like, and I know I'm still so young, but like when I'm 26, I want kids at like in my 30s, right? 
So it just sucks because thinking about this, I'm like, well, wait, I've already moved away. So if I move away again and then I like have kids there, then like my kids aren't around my family. Does that make sense? Like, I'm sure like a lot of you guys think this way or maybe you don't. I didn't think that way when I was younger because I didn't really, I did care about being with my family. I love my family, but I, I didn't think I would ever live near my family again. So it was kind of like out of the question. And now that I'm back, I'm like, well, I'm already back so young. And now, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm sure a lot of you guys feel this way. With that being said, I think it's the only place that I could see myself being. And I just have a very deep connection to Nashville for whatever reason. And like the first time I went to Nashville, like as an adult, it was actually March 2020, like right before COVID hit. And I remember just having this like very strong feeling that like I would live there one day or like something would happen. So I don't know. I'm just saying that because who knows what's going to happen. But anyways... I'm currently in Memphis and I actually am going to Nashville this weekend. I booked a last minute trip. One of my, listen to this guys, this is like the craziest thing. And this is kind of just how my life goes. Like side note, if I'm anywhere, I will run into someone that I don't want to run into. Like I have been booked a hotel room at the world's largest Marriott that has like seven towers. And the hotel room was booked next to my ex-boyfriend. And there's like, hundreds, thousands of rooms, like things like that happened. I've been, I was living in Los Angeles. My ex-boyfriend was living in Los Angeles. I was shopping in Soho. We ran into each other on the streets of Soho. I, there's just like so many stories like that. I'm trying to think of other ones. Some of them are a little bit too crazy. One time I accidentally ended up in my ex-boyfriend's no apartment with my other ex-boyfriend's friends, not knowing that they knew each other, that this was his apartment or that they were friends. Things like that happened to me. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like there have been so many times in life when you know what is good for you, but your brain just keeps getting in the way. I feel like that is me, honestly, every month, okay? When you're trying to fall asleep at night and then like your racing thoughts keep you awake or you just can't stop spiraling on one specific thing. It's kind of what I'm talking about, like how we need to zoom out. We need to zoom out of life, right? So if you feel like your brain is getting in its own way, I always feel like my brain is getting in its own way. I feel like I overcomplicate things. I feel like I spiral. I feel like sometimes I just don't have, I don't know what to do, right? Like it's like I know what I should do and what's good for me, but I just, I can't do it, right? So therapy has actually helped me figure out what's holding you back. So you can just work for yourself instead of against yourself, right? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be on our own team, be our own best friend, okay? I have been in and out of therapy almost my entire life at this point. It has been probably the best thing that I've done for myself. I've learned so many positive coping skills, positive like mechanisms, just so many things. Like I have the tools I feel like to get through a lot of life. And then I'm constantly learning no, like new tools. So when like I know what I should do, but I just can't do it, that is really when therapy helps a ton. So if y'all are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Kinsey today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kinsey. Again, visit betterhelp.com slash Kinsey today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kinsey. I cannot recommend enough if y'all are starting therapy. I think BetterHelp is the way to go. Welcome, Welcome to Barely, Barely Filtered, Filtered, hosted by, by us. us. I'm Aurora Culpo, star of the HBO Max show, The Culpo Sisters. 
Don't tell my sisters I said so. I'm a recently divorced mom of two living in Los Angeles with my ex-husband. I'm part granola mom, part glamorous jet setter. I'm Kristen Gaffney, also a mom, a startup nerd who modeled for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit and the founder and CEO of Super True. I always like to microdose my coffee before I hit up carpool. Welcome to Barely Filtered, our our safe space. (laughs) Here, we discuss health and wellness, becoming a grown-ass woman, and what's going on in this crazy world. And while we don't agree on everything, we do agree on this. We We want want you to to live your best best life. This episode of Houseguest is brought to you by the new L'Oreal Paris Bright Reveal Dark Spot Serum and Broad Spectrum SPF 50 Daily Lotion. Dark spots, game over. I'm outside all the time, even though summer has ended. I am on my walks. I'm still trying to get the most out of my pool. Okay, guys, I didn't put a pool back there for me to not use it, right? And I have the perfect duo to visibly fade all types of dark spots. And it's the Bright Reveal Dark Spot Duo from L'Oreal Paris. Just because summer is over, it doesn't mean you need to stop wearing SPF, guys. We need to be wearing SPF every single day, okay? I get dark spots. I have some acne scarring. I, you know, I just had some acne in the recent years. And also, I just have always, like, you know, had some bad sunburns, okay? It's not, it's not the best. So the Bright Reveal 12% Dark Spot Serum visibly fades all types of dark spots, which is amazing. It visibly fades all types of dark spots up to 40%. Post-acne marks, age spots, sunspots. In a clinical study over 12 weeks, expert grading of dark spots, age and sunspots, and post-acne marks. It's made for all skin tones, suitable for sensitive skin, formula validated by a dermatologist. This serum is made up of niacinamide, a top dermatologist recommended brightening ingredient that helps reduce the appearance of dark spots and antioxidant furolic acid and aminosulfonic to help gently exfoliate skin surface cells. Then with the Bright Reveal SPF 50 Daily UV Lotion, it visibly reduces the appearance of dark spots and resists sun-induced signs of aging. 100% of dark spots are intensified by the sun. 96% of women agree with no white cast too for this SPF. It's lightweight and non-greasy sunscreen that has an invisible texture, blends seamlessly with all skin tones, primes well with makeup, made and tested for all skin tones, and suitable for sensitive skin. When paired together, this derm-validated duo visibly reduces the look of dark spots in just one week, visibly fades, and protects from dark spots. Discover the new Bright Reveal Dark Spot Duo. Visit Target online and in-store to buy yours today. One of my best friends from LA. When I moved to LA, I was 17, okay? And I met this guy, George. We were at the Lorenzo. And the Lorenzo, let me set the scene for you. The Lorenzo, it was like Project X, but like in an apartment complex in LA in just kind of like scarier. Like there's something about that building. It's just like student housing for USC, for FITM, for the trade school, and for SMC. So a lot of colleges in LA, it's based, it's right off USC campus. It's basically campus. And a lot of people live there. There's like four four different pools. It's massive. It's so big. There's so many different things. I had two ex-boyfriends who lived in this building. So that was on me. And it was just a really crazy thing. So anyways, when I moved to LA, I was 17. I was literally a senior in high school. I was graduating early and I was starting college early. I, start, I graduated that fall that I was living there. Started college that spring online at SMC at the time. So Molly and I were like, we need to go out and we need to figure out how to go out and like meet straight guys because most people that we are with just in like the industry and stuff, we're not straight. So we're like, we need to meet straight men. So we're like on out. So we meet all these people, whatever. We end up going to the Lorenzo. That night I go in and I meet this guy, George. George 
and I have had been friends now for a very long time. George and I are wild at this point, like so different, wild, wild, wild. And I end up after a year of being there being like, I just need a break. I can't do this anymore. Like I need, I wasn't doing drugs actually, which is really genuinely so shocking about me in this life. Just have a lot of like trauma related to drugs with people around me. So it's never been my thing. You know, don't do drugs, kids, seriously. But anyways, it is literally a miracle that I never did any of that ever. But it was like a really wild time. I was drinking too much. I needed to stop. I needed to relax and like get my life together. So I stopped going out for like six months. And of course, as I do, when I operate in extremes, I end up going from that to Bible college. Like, I don't know how this ends up happening. Like, this is just how I am, right? I'm working on it. I'm walking up to this church where I'm going to Bible college for the first time. And I'm just going for a Sunday to meet people. And all of a sudden, there's this guy standing outside and he goes, Ken's? And I look over and I'm like, George? Crazy, like crazy. We somehow both ended up in this Bible college, not knowing, like not realizing again. I'd have been like six months. I was like out of this. I wasn't really like talking as much to that like group people. I was like really just like doing my own thing. And then we ended up in this Bible college. Then time goes on. He like moved into my house when I had moved out of LA and like this whole thing. We've always been close. We like used to fight more. Like we always like drove each other insane. And now he's in Nashville. So anyways, one of my best friends, we talk every day, but it's just like a wild thing of like, I just, there are some people in my life that like without a doubt are just in my life and there's nothing I can do about it, you know? And I joke, I really do love George, but I'm always like, yeah, I've tried a couple of times to get rid of you and it's just not happening. And he's a great friend and you know, whatever. I don't actually want to, but he feels like, a cousin, like the relationships that I have with my cousins, it's like it, it's closer than a friend or like a best friend, but it's so like, it doesn't matter what happens. They'll always be there. Do you see what I'm saying? Anyways, with that being said, George lives in Nashville now. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go to Nashville this weekend, which I was already kind of planning on doing. And I just booked it last minute and we're going. So anyways, stay tuned. I won't be posting much. I'm, I don't even know what I'm doing. It'll be like a very quick trip. I love Nashville. I need to be there at some point. We know this. Anyways, I'm in Memphis currently for the St. Jude Country Care Seminar. I am so honored to be here and be invited. It has been so crazy just to see everything. I've cried so many times. And the craziest thing about St. Jude is that it's not, even though it's childhood cancer and it is the most devastating thing in the world, it's not depressing. Like they're not joking when they're like, it's full of hope and whatever. Like you, we got a tour of the hospital yesterday and it was just like, it doesn't feel like a hospital when everyone's there saying it feels like home. Like our tour guide was a survivor of childhood cancer. And she, I think she had it when she was 13. It was 23 years ago. And she was from, I think she was, where did she say she's from? Another country. I'm totally blanking right now, but she was given a death sentence in her other country. They said, you have a week. She was 13 years old. They said, this is the death case. You have a week to live. Told her parents that. They somehow got a hold of St. Jude. Somehow that happened. St. Jude fooled them out, cured her. And she is now married, living in Memphis. Happy, so cute, so fun. Like, it was just amazing. We've like heard from a lot of people who were patients of St. Jude and just like how they give back and what they're doing. And just hearing about everything with like country cares and how much they do is amazing. They've raised almost $950 million since starting. So they're about to hit a billion, which is crazy. The hospital itself, it takes $2.8 million a day to operate. It's just amazing. Like seeing this stuff, like I was already thinking a couple of days ago, I was like, we just need to zoom out. I feel like oftentimes when we have anything going on in our lives, like anything that's going on in a negative way or even a positive way, like we're so zoomed in on that one thing that we can't even see 
the rest of our lives. And then when we're so zoomed in, it creates a lot of anxiety. You spiral, you make it so much worse. It just gets like very, just makes it a lot worse, right? And so I was just trying to remind myself, I'm like, zoom out. I want to think about like myself at like 32 and how I'm going to look back at this and be like, it literally didn't matter at all. I'm like, whatever. And like, it ended up being the best thing ever. Like, thank God that didn't work out because then this could work out. You know what I mean? And I really do try to actively like live my life that way. And then coming here this week and seeing just one, obviously like childhood cancer and seeing what these people are going through and also seeing so, I mean, so many cases of survivors and patients and like, I don't know, it was just such an amazing thing, but also people who are just putting so much time and energy towards something that's greater than themselves, towards something that like matters more. It just reminded me more of like the life that I want to live. And it's made me zoom out of like my dumb issues because they really are so dumb. Even though I don't really love to say that because I do think that like your your feelings are valid. They're not always true. I do think that like everyone has their own problems and it's okay to have problems big or small. Yes. But I'm just speaking for myself, you know, as we're like, you know, Kinsey, have some respect for yourself. Okay. That's the theme of today's episode. Kinsey, have some respect for yourself. Please. I'm literally begging. But it's just been an amazing trip. I'm vlogging it. So I'll have a lot more to say. I'm kind of saving a lot more of my thoughts for the vlog because filming today and I haven't gone through the rest of it. Tomorrow we're going to Grayson, which I'm excited for too. I think today we meet patients. So like I will be stopping like this morning at breakfast. This woman told us, I can't even talk about it because I will literally cry right now. But this woman told this story. First off, like I don't know how she had the strength to do this. And she was so well-spoken and funny and like just such a talented communicator. It was unbelievable. I'm like talking to uh, you guys and I can't even speak. And she's talking about like losing her son who was 18 and he had, had can- I'm literally gonna cry. He had cancer four times, and, like this whole thing and how amazing he was. And he was still like, he was, they basically sent him home to like die peacefully. And he spent those months like still doing everything he wanted to because when he was older, he wanted to be a defense attorney. So he like volunteered and started working at the like DA office. He was also like making music. He was doing all these things. And just the way she spoke about it and her strength was so beyond inspiring. And I feel kind of dumb when I talk about anything regarding like St. Jude or anything like heavy and big because there's just never words that can fully explain it. Like there's never words that can fully describe it. And then I feel like I always fall short. And then it sounds like it doesn't mean as much, even though it obviously does. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to be too depressing on today's episode. I will be talking if you guys are interested in St. Jude. I will be donating and working with them literally for the rest of my life. So I will have a link probably in the description if you guys are interested in learning more and donating and everything because it's amazing. And when you're donating to St. Jude, it's also a research center. So they're the ones who are making advancements. Like when St. Jude opened, there was a 4% chance of survival of childhood leukemia. And now I think it's like 96%, like something crazy. They've made a lot of advancements since then. And it has just been the most, I mean, the most amazing experience. I cannot even describe it. But anyways, this whole week and just the zooming out has made me remember like who I want to be and the life that I want to live and like almost the legacy that I want to leave. And I feel like this sounds a little bit dramatic, but that's just how I am. Like these are, I always preface this stuff by saying like, I feel like this is like really like deep or like maybe weird to think of at 20. I don't care because that's just how I am. And that's how I think. And this is my podcast. So I'm going to be sharing. But they were talking yesterday too. And they were like, are you a giver or a taker? And like, what do you want to be? And like at the end of the day, when you die and when you're asked this, whatever you believe, whatever happens, like, do you want to look back being like, I was a taker or I was a giver? And sometimes you need to be a giver with boundaries. Yes. But I would always rather be a giver in situations too, where it's like, 
you have a falling out with someone or you have a breakup with someone or you have a whatever, even when they do you wrong, like I just, I always, to my, the best of my ability, and I'm saying this now because I've not always been this way, okay? I don't want to handle anything in a petty way. I don't want to handle anything with an attitude. Maybe I'm joking to my friends sometimes, but like, I just don't want to because at the end of the day, I value staying true to myself more than I do like being like giving them back what I think that they deserve. It's like, I think that they're going to get that anyways. Like if someone is doing something really like messed up to you, they're going to continue to do that. Like they have to live with that. And that's the kind of relationships that they're going to form. Like they, their punishment in quotes is the fact that like they don't have the tools and the ability at this given moment to have like a healthy, whatever it is. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I think that like just by the way they act, they're punishing themselves enough, you know? And it's like, I don't want to stoop to that level. Like I think more than ever after the past week of me, not even week, just like being here and just thinking like, I just value being true to myself and I want to handle every situation that I can with grace. Like I will always be kinder than I need to be. Not always. I will try to always be kinder than I need to be. I want to be nicer than I need to be. And if that's fine. I don't, I don't feel like I need to sit here and like teach someone a lesson, if that makes sense. But that's really kind of a selfish thing of me, if I'm being honest, because if I teach them a lesson, I feel worse about myself. Does that make sense? Like I feel good about myself when I handle things with kindness, when I handle things with grace. So don't get me wrong. This isn't me being like, oh my God, I'm holier than thou. No, this is me being like, I want to feel good about myself. You know what I mean? And also we say this all the time everywhere in life, but it's like, what is it? Like the whole like rejection is redirection and whatever. But I think a lot of the times when like things don't work out, when you don't get the job that you want, when you lose the friend, when you lose the relationship, when you lose the whatever it is, X, Y, Z, it is always whoever it is, the universe, God, whatever you put like your faith into, it is always them doing you a favor because it was not aligned with you and it's not going to get you to like where you want to be. And there will come a day when you were like, thank God. And I know I've said that a billion times and it's a lot easier to say when you don't have your emotions. So when your emotions aren't as like turbulent, but I just always think that I'm like, they, I, I almost like flip it. And I'm like, I'm so grateful for them. Like they did me the biggest favor. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? Like it's helped me to like not hold on to like bitterness or resentment or hurt because it really is them doing you a favor, even if it doesn't feel that way. And even if there's so many different things that make you just want to like scream and be like, you are the worst and you've done, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's just like not going to do anything to you. Yeah. And also just like let people show you who they are. You know what I mean? Just let them, let them, let them, let them, let them. What is it? The principle of let them, let them. And I cannot stress that enough. Let them because they will. So anyways, I don't know. I've just been, you know, I've been taking inventory is what I'll, I would say, especially being, I know I'm like going back from being very serious and very sarcastic, but like follow along. You guys get it at this point. Just being here too has made me think of like what I want my future to look like, what kind of person I want to be, what kind of like marriage I want to have, what kind of like family I want to have. And it's like, I want to make a difference. I want to bring positivity to the world. I'm not even bring positivity to the world. I don't have the correct verbiage, but I just want to make a difference. I want to do good. But this past week has made me just think about taking inventory of my life when I'm feeling like kind of lost and like all over the place. And I don't know. I also think, I really think that when I'm in my forties and they ask me what I would tell my 20 year old self, I think I'm going to tell myself to stop trying to figure it out. Like 
I feel like I spend so much time being like, well, I don't know. Like I need to know. I need to have the answers. And I feel like we don't actually need to have the answers and like they'll just come to us and things will happen. And I, I think that I have a little bit more faith in the world that like what's meant to be will happen. With that being said, I'm still going to try to figure it out. You know, like I know that that will probably be what I say, but I'm not there and I'm trying to focus less on trying to figure it out and just like leaning into uncertainty as always. But I just, I don't know. So I was like, what is the legacy that I want to leave? What's stopping me from getting there or getting to my dream life? And I think for me, a lot of the time, it's like the people, not even the people, but like, I think this comes from a couple places in my life. The relationships that are in my family that I'm surrounded by. And then just being empathetic and like really loving people. I think I will let certain people get a little bit too close. This has been a problem I've had my whole life and make excuse after excuse after excuse. And it's like at the end of the day, I think I'm getting a little too old for that. I think I need to look at things from a very logical perspective of like this person, they are, it might be great, but it doesn't mean that they have the coping skills or the tools or the emotional intelligence that like I need in order. Like at that point, I feel like I have to look at it because I, this is what I mean by have respect for yourself. I won't make a decision because it's hurting me, but I will make the decision if I think, oh, this is hurting me and my future family. Does that make sense? Because there's other people involved, which is so dramatic because I'm 26. I understand. But yeah, I think I should just be able to make that decision for myself too. And I can at a certain point, but once I'm in, I'm in, you know? I also think if you continuously put yourself in situations where you're lowering your standards, your standards will just be lowered. I know that's crazy. It's like math. But what I mean by that is if you're putting yourself in an environment where your standards are being lowered, that environment can only meet you at that point. So you therefore will be disappointed and your standards will continuously be lower because you're almost in a pot that's like too small for you. You know what I'm saying? And it's really not fair to the environment or the situation that you're in because they're not even capable of doing that. And it doesn't mean that anyone is better or worse. It just means that you live different lives. Like you have different visions. You have different things that you want to do. You have different ways that you handle things. And it just means maybe you're incompatible and you don't need to lower your standards or make yourself smaller to fit into theirs. You need to find an environment that is better suited for you. Does that make sense? I feel like that's just common sense. But um, we're speaking to myself today. Again, Kinsey, have some self-respect, okay? But I'm just thinking a lot about where do I want to be and what do I need to do to get there? And again, I don't think I need to have the answers, but I have a better idea. And for some reason, I guess, I mean, I'm young. It doesn't have to be figured out, but like I've always had a harder time in like relationships. And I guess that makes sense because I'm only 26 and like I haven't met who I'm going to marry. So therefore, whatever. But I just feel like that is the area of my life that I haven't been able to figure out. And I think With every year that goes on, I understand it more and more. But I just think, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people feel this way. And it's like the part of my life that I guess I'm like least proud of even, which is like a weird thing to say. But I just, I don't love, I guess, like the environments that I put myself in, I guess is what I would say. I've dated some great guys. Like I really, really have. But yeah, I just think... I don't know. I'm. It's going to work out at some point. And like, I, it's not even worth it to stress about. I really am not stressed. Actually, yes, I am. I, I honestly, it really just depends on the day. I don't even know. But the other areas of my life that I want to focus on, like I'm so proud of my friendships, like the relationships that I have, the friendships that I have around me, like are unmatched. Like I remember when I was 20 
in, in LA and I had friends and not the really the friendships that I really, really wanted. And I remember like putting it on my vision board, like photos of girl, like just so weird, but like friendships and things that I like saw on Pinterest. Weirdly enough, actually, I'm pretty sure one of the photos that I pinned is like one of my close friends now that I just said that. I didn't even think about that until now. I don't know. She could, honestly, people that I'm like close with now actually could have been, which is so stalkerish of me, but they were on Pinterest. So whatever. But I'm just really grateful and I'm very proud of my friendships. And I'm also proud of the friend that I am. Like that is one thing that I'm very confident in is that I am a good friend. And it's something that I value. Like I just, I just care, you know? And I'm pretty proud of where I am career-wise, depending on the day. I am. I'm just in like a weird place. And yeah, I don't know. I think there's just like so many good things happening and good things going that I want to be focusing on that are going well. And then hopefully I will just continue to like create the life that maybe this is the hack. Maybe this is the hack. Probably is. But when I was saying earlier, I feel like in my 40s, I'm going to be like, okay, advice to my 20-year-old self, stop trying to figure it out. Maybe the answer is just creating the life that you want and building the life that feels true to you. And then along the way, naturally, you're going to attract all the things that will come in to that life that are meant to be or that you need. You know? I feel like I'm saying like two plus two equals four. Like sometimes when I'm talking, yeah, it seems like really obvious. But do you guys understand what I'm saying? I don't know. I also screenshotted some quotes on Instagram the other night that I wanted to talk about. Oh, actually, actually, another thing I wanted to talk about before we even get into my quotes on Instagram that I wanted to share. So we had last night, we had a dinner for St. Jude and it was Brothers Osborne and they had two songwriters out. One of them was Lee Thomas Miller. He wrote In Color. He wrote The Impossible. He wrote You're Gonna Miss This. Cried immediately, like instant tears. That was like one of my first, one of the first country songs that I loved that just like really did something to me. And I just feel country music like is such a part of like, for someone who is not musically talented at all, I feel like it's really like such a part of my identity, if that makes any sense. But anyways, it was just unbelievable. Anyways, there's a song called The Impossible that he wrote. And it's just basically like impossible things happen every day. And I was thinking, I'm like, it is crazy because impossible things do happen every single day and we need to have that mindset. But why are we so focused on like the negative impossible things? Like, why can't we be focused on the positive impossible things? I have a very weird relationship, I think, with the word faith just because I have a very complicated relationship, I think, with faith in religion and whatever now. But I just remember there was a point in my life where I had such strong faith that like I knew things were going to work out. And I knew I just had such a strong faith. And I want to get back to that. Like I want to be someone with a strong faith. It's like crazy, you know? No, but I just I want to be I, I hesitate to say like a woman of faith because I don't mean like I don't know. I do love the South. Like, I love a Southern woman. I really, really do. Especially being here. It's like everyone's names are so Southern and the accents. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. Like, the biggest regret of my childhood I have is like not leaning more into a Southern accent. Like, you can definitely hear it in certain things that I say. Obviously, I say y'all. Like, there's certain things. But like, I just wish that I, that every year that my mother ages, she has more of an accent. Like, that's what I hope happens to me. But yeah, I, I think I do just want to be like a person of faith. Like, I want to have a healthier relationship with that and also just like truly believe it. Like I feel like I'm just, I feel like I've like lost my spark recently and it's coming back. I feel like it's very evident in this episode and like, you know, whatever. But yeah, I do want to be someone of faith. For me, I think it is a better way to live. And that doesn't mean faith necessarily in the religious way in the exact same way that it was before. I just need to figure out what that means to me. 
And I think I've had such a strong relationship with it before. And like what I, the relationship that I felt that I had with God, whatever that means to you, I would like to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But anyways, the impossible. It's like the impossible happens every single day. So why can't we just shift our heads to thinking like the impossible of the positive happens every single day? You understand? And they also just kept talking all week about, or they've kept talking all week about how people are visionaries, like the founder of St. Jude, the CEO of All Sat, like just like so many people about how they were visionary and to see what one person was able to create with, you know, bringing people together. And I remember in college, like my, I guess I would call her like one of my mentors. Like that's something she would always say to me is that you are a visionary. It feels like weird to say this out loud, but I agree. I align with that. I receive that, if you will. And I just think in my head, sometimes I'll overcomplicate things or I will way overthink them. And sometimes I'm like, well, if I'm like trying for this to happen, will it happen? Or if I'm thinking, you know, when they're like, again, I, I feel like everything is easy to bring into like a dating analogy. And like, I'm really not even thinking about it. that much. It's not, it's not even what I mean. But like when people say you'll find it when you're not looking, it's like, well, what if I am looking, then I won't find it. But then I haven't been looking and I haven't found it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I just need to stop placing such emphasis on like what people say, maybe. I don't know. But anyways, that was just something that I've been thinking about. I'm like, I just like want to go into the next stage of, I guess, my 20s in womanhood and who I am and, you know, grow into an even better version of myself, a better person for myself. I want to have some more respect for myself as we've covered. I want to be a better sister. I feel like I've actually been a better, way better sister the past year. Want to be a better sister, a better friend, a better everything that I am, a better worker, a better influencer, a better podcast. Like I, I just want to be better. And not in a way where I don't feel like I'm good enough. Just like I I just want to grow and get better and better. And I just look at women in their 40s, especially, and I just admire them so much and their strength and like the calmness that they have. And I feel like the security that they have. And I guess as you get older, they always say it gets a lot easier to at least not care about certain things. Not that like life always gets easier, but I don't know. I'm just kind of ready and I want to grow. And I think it's just time for me to grow up. You know what I mean? Respect yourself. It's been a big, big wake up call. Anyways, I do want to read maybe like one quote or two. Oh, okay. So this is from the book, I believe giving up resistance. I just screenshot on Instagram. It says focusing on what you don't want just reinforces the belief that you can't get what you want. Let's say you are in a traffic jam. If you are in a hurry, you may want the cars to move, but you are really not wanting to be stuck in traffic. By resisting the traffic, you are focusing your attention on what you don't want, and that just attracts more opportunities to resist. As a result, you will intuitively pick the slowest lane to drive in instead of picking the quickest. If you don't actually pick the worst, at least you will think you picked the worst. It says, why isn't that in every grocery store time you are late or in a rush and feeling anxious, you pick the slowest checkout line. That is not just chance. It is too predictable. When you're off center and in a hurry, you pick the slowest line. So that's very interesting. And that's also like law of attraction when they say like you don't, you need to be focused on what you want, not what you don't want. Cause they say like the universe is like unbiased. And therefore, if you're thinking like, I can't be late, like you're going to be late instead of being like, I want to be in the fastest lane. So yeah, I'm just going to leave you guys with that today. This is like a quick, short, sweet, solo podcast episode about having respect for ourselves. And it's just like a nice, friendly reminder. I hope you guys enjoyed. I will be in Nashville this weekend, honky-tonk in a way. As I, I, but I honky-tonk every weekend. Honky-tonk is a way of life. It really, really is. This upcoming weekend, actually, I'm going to the Texas Highway Fest. It's like Zach Bryan, 
I think Derek Bentley. There's a bunch of people going. It's actually a great lineup. I'm very excited. So I got a house for like four or five days in Fort Worth. I have some friends coming with me. They gave us passes. I'm like so excited. Maybe we'll record a podcast episode there. Maybe that's what we're going to do. I think that I'll bring it along. Maybe we're just, we're going mobile these days. You know, we're, we're everywhere. We can go wherever we want to go. So anyways, I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast episode. It was a little bit rambly. I will be going back to having guests. I just feel like I needed to, I needed to share this with you guys. I needed to be, you guys, you, I feel like you guys get me. By the way, thank you so much for all the DMs. I read all the DMs that you guys send about the episodes. And I got so many nice ones last week when I was like, you know, down, not well, ill. There was something wrong with me there. And there we are, again, we've had a moment of clarity. We've figured it out. We're like, what was that? You know? Anyways, I love y'all and I will talk to you next week. Thank you all so much for listening. If you love this episode, please don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really helps the show grow. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram or YouTube at Kinsey Elizabeth or on TikTok at Kinsey the Texan. I drop new episodes every Thursday and they're also available to watch on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening and I will talk to y'all next Thursday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.